Assalamu alaikum guys. Thank you for tuning in again with us. Um on the what is this? The fourth or the fifth episode? Well, this is the fourth. fourth episode of our podcast. Today's topic uh was something that we can all relate to and that we that was the topic of Islamophobia. Um yeah, we and do we are switching gears. However, yeah. um we're thinking about uh ending this season and starting uh the new season off with something very interesting do one of you guys want to share what what that's going to be sure with the ramadan coming up most of our topics will be more based upon ramadan so we hope you guys can benefit from these mm-hmm. next few episodes coming up uh, as usual you know it means a lot that you guys are tuning in with us you know listening to the podcast even if it's just a couple minutes and listening to our thoughts it means a lot yeah, as your usual, support. Uh, support thank you for yeah. the support you for it goes a long way Mm-hmm. Uh, as usual, thank you for tuning in with us. Assalamu yeah. alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, guys. Uh, welcome to another episode of our podcast. Thanks for tuning in with us. Um, today's topic is something I think that all of us and every listener and watcher can probably relate to, and that is the topic of Islamophobia. Um, so I want to start off by saying that even our Prophet, peace be upon him, was physically attacked and assassination attempts were made against him uh quite often right and 14 1400 years later we're still uh we're still struggling with this um and the vast majority of muslims they struggle uh with corruption and ignorance uh against people who have an agenda against us cuz uh, a lot of people who are islamophobic they have an agenda to kind of separate islam and the west right um, and this struggle creates other struggles within um, our Muslim community. And one of those struggles is the struggle of faith, right? You start to question your faith, and that's a big struggle uh, within the youth. So uh, it begins to, to kind of make the youth question their beliefs and their religion. Yeah. So I want to ask you guys, uh, what, what strategies or techniques did, did you guys use? Or would you guys recommend for someone who has to deal with... Uh, islamophobes on a daily basis because we i think we all went through this um in high school or elementary school or whatever and we have dealt with our fair share of islamophobia so what were some techniques that helped you guys um one thing i do want to include too is like a lot of people um uh, before we get into like the techniques and how to deal with it is there's a lot of microaggressions against muslims too you know they'll say like a little like a like a funny saying, they'll put it in a joking manner just so that you won't be able to, uh, what do you call it, understand what they're, the true meaning behind what they're really saying, but they put it as a joke. So in order to, uh, you know, hide their real feelings of Islam or like being a Muslim, you know what I mean? So that's another thing. Um, uh, Going to like public schools and stuff like that, you're going to have to be able to uh, have... Um, be able to notice those microaggressions because they're really not it's really not uh you know you're supposed to be firm on your religion you're supposed to protect your religion and you can't let the minute you let somebody start making fun of your faith that's yeah, you when you start them. that's when everything starts going down on a downhill spiral because you're going to start to uh assimilate with them you know what i mean yeah and there's nothing wrong with having a protective jealousy of your religion you know what i mean there's nothing wrong what getting like obviously within limits but there's nothing wrong with getting emotionally like riled up 
when someone like says something rude about your religion you should like feel this way you know yeah you yeah you definitely should but then at the same time uh just like our prophet peace be upon him uh would deal with uh very ignorant people he he deal with them in a very gracious manner uh so let me give you guys an example like in surah al-muzammal right it states of the quran it states be patient over what they say and avoid them with a gracious avoidance uh so that kind of should answer that question is if somebody is being ignorant towards you we as muslims uh should not be the same towards them because it's just gonna it's just gonna create a bigger ignorance right well i mean at the same time uh no i 100 percent agree with that statement but it also comes back to um educating yourself on your religion too because you know there, there's going to be those the problem is with a lot of people especially islamophobes they'll read uh, ayahs from the quran or whatever and they'll try to uh they'll they'll uh, they'll try to use the they'll try to uh use it to attack you but then they won't read the context behind it you know what i mean whether it was through the story and they'll be like look how barbaric these people are so that's why you gotta have uh, you gotta go out of your way to um uh, become knowledgeable on these certain type of things so you know how to counter argue with them you know what I mean man I wouldn't I could never like let a non-muslim teach me about like what the Quran says you know mm-hmm. like yes that's 100% true most people I would say are probably Christian here so what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to say well what if I take your scriptures out of context you know, obviously it doesn't feel good so we shouldn't like go down this route yeah. and maybe that mm-hmm. will yeah. like open their eyes you know they say the best defense is offense you know yeah, that's, that makes that's sense. very true. Um, it it has a lot to do with understanding your own religion. I think that's the first thing yeah. is just mm-hmm. having that knowledge. Uh, so that way, if somebody does um, hit you with like a verse that has been kind of twisted, yeah. Um, yeah. you can be able to to battle that, you know, and tell them that's not the context of the verse. Because in the Quran, context is a very important um, thing that we oh, use yeah. you know what i mean you can, yeah. if you take something out of con- and not just in the quran if you take something out of context in the bible in any any religious scripture it can it can make anybody look bad so to be fair too man like the quran if you actually look at it holistically compared to other scriptures the quran is actually quite peaceful like they did a, a like i think a research or like some kind of research thing right and they found out that the quran has less violent passages than the than the new testament the old testament all kinds of scriptures so it's kind of odd how islam is thought of as like the violent religion when it has the least amount of like combative well, that's, verses that's, that also not saying combative remember. verses are like wrong per se but i'm just saying yeah, like, yeah, of odd. course no there's nothing wrong with that we have to protect ourselves from these group of people known as muslims because of the violent because of their violent uh, tendencies which is really not the case and just like you said in the study the quran has the least uh you know combative uh yeah exactly i think the least combative word something like that. i'll look i'll look it up but yeah and and even us as muslims we we actually have a very uh tolerant norm just because uh our prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam also had a very uh tolerant and forgiving norm right yeah. mm. so for example like even when abu jahl would inflict uh like physical and emotional damage yeah. um uh upon the people of the prophet and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself um he used to pray he used to say oh allah um strengthen islam with abu jahl you know so isn't mm-hmm. it it's beautiful that even somebody like like abu jahl uh our prophet peace be upon him was able to see the beauty in him and to see the potential in someone as evil as him so right, that's right. where you kind of have to stop and ask yourself how do you respond to ignorance right do you guys do you respond 
to ignorance with more ignorance or do you respond how our prophet peace be upon him uh, responded to uh, abu jahl right i think that all goes back to like you know you got to be educated yourself you got to know how to put your foot down and then not let anyone try to walk over you with what they're trying to say and try to fit in with their agenda because you're going to add more fuel to the fire and that's exactly what they want to uh, they want you to do so instead you want to say what you got to say and make and more most importantly make dua yeah that allah give these people yeah. guidance so most yeah. importantly yep so that goes back yeah. to like what i was saying too you just want to be very very tolerant with these people um and we can't let the, that tolerance interfere with our obedience to allah right yeah. Um, that's but what it all goes don't back be to. like too tolerant too well, yeah, obviously because like no, yeah nowadays man unfortunately i think nowadays a lot of people take the muslim's kindness for weakness a lot of times man it's very easy like you'll see people bad mouthing islam and this and that right and sometimes people, some, no one ever stands up no one ever no one does nothing right and it's and to me it's kind of sickening man because like it shows like like for example say someone talked ill about your mother what would you do you'd get up you'd like at least like make a case or at least defend her right yeah, exactly. so for you not yeah, to it's, it's so yeah. islam man is like at that same mm -hmm. or like at a higher level so you should you know yeah, what i mean yeah. you should really like have that connection to it like that protective jealousy that you know for your yeah religion. yeah we we shouldn't allow our uh, our mercy to become a weakness right and to become taken advantage of yeah. uh, because that's when our mercy becomes abused towards other people um and it's very weird because uh like if you look at other societies in the past uh some of those societies they do like gravitate to a more utopian extreme uh meaning where there's no uh, forcefulness right this allows uh transgressing people to uh, continue transgressing against others without any uh without any consequences or repercussions right and then there's some societies uh that gravitate to a more brutal extreme and a more abusive extreme uh, and the beautiful thing about Islam is that mercy is given to those who plot against us. But then when this tolerance becomes taken uh, advantage of and our mercy becomes uh, uh, abused, that's when we step, uh, we put our foot down, right? And yeah, we don't, yeah, no. we don't allow ourselves uh, to, be to taken become advantage taken advantage of. of. Right. Exactly. There's examples of this in the Sira. You know, there was a man who like during one of the battles, he was given mercies. He was given, he was, he said, you're free, get out of here, you're good. And then he came back the very next battle. At that point, you know what, he was punished because, you know, he was already given a chance, you know, and then like at some point you can't just keep like being too merciful and merciful and merciful because as Muslims, we're not taught necessarily to always turn the other cheek. For example, like in Christianity, if you're taught, oh, if he hits this and that, you know, turn the other cheek. In Islam, we believe that like... Oh no, we're, we believe that we need to fight for yeah, justice. Yeah, someone slaps right? you, you should yeah. slap them back. Mm -hmm. But at the same, you know what I mean? You have that, uh, don't you have the decision to do that too? Yeah, of course, yeah, but exactly. we believe that we should be merciful mm -hmm. when like there's like true benefit and like when there's like actual hope for that person, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So there's that should also be taken into account. But I'm not necessarily saying like going to the extreme and like just start like, you know, like violently like hurting people. I'm not saying that. Well, I'm yeah, just saying I like think, no, that's I think that it all goes back to like uh justice, bro. Justice, yeah. Balance, justice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's no because you can't have two hands of the extreme. You know yeah. what I mean? The, like, it, yeah, it's it's more about fighting that injustice middle, towards us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so, mean I mean Islamophobia, man, is awful. They say like Oh, I don't want you praying in public because you might get harmed and like mm -hmm. stuff like that. You yeah. can't wear hijab because you might get harmed, et cetera, right. et cetera. See, and then um, the crazy thing is like they portray our countries and stuff, the Muslim countries as like these brutal extremist countries. But, you know, our 
system is ran through the Quran and Sunnah. And look how just, look how, look how much more just our system is. Look how many more women are feel more protected in our countries than they do than they do statistically here, women you know? are happier in saudi than they are here that's what i'm saying and then you go to the gulf countries too those women can walk out at the middle of the night and they know no man is going to harass them here you can't do that there's so yeah. much there's so much corruption in the street there's all these trafficking all these things you got to worry about you got a sister you go be worrying you're going to be worrying about her from the minute she leaves home to the minute she comes back you know these are the type of people that who try to claim that Oh, Islam, uh, this is th this feeds into the reasoning of Islamophobia too. And to give us that particular image, just so um, people get drawn away from it, including Muslims themselves too, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And the more they paint us as like a bad like image, to give us like a bad picture, I mean, this it will be easier for people then to like oppress us. You know why? Because we've seen this in history. Like for example, during Nazi Germany, what did the Germans do? They painted like Jews as like, these like scary awful people like like they would like have art with like big noses on the thing they like gave them all of these like images and then eventually it led to them being oppressed you know what i mean so if we keep letting people give like have these bad images of us it's not like too far-fetched to say that like we can like it will end up like they, it can end up causing us like grief later on in the future yeah and and that goes uh, that has a lot to do with knowing your rights as a muslim too right because yeah. because as muslims you know we can we can pray at school you know, there's nothing stopping us from praying at school. And you, like you said, we don't want to look like a, like a scared and, and fearful community. Um, we can be able to practice our religion within our rights. Um, and that goes, you know, the way you dress, uh, praying in public, um, really anything really. Oh, so. I was going to say, did you guys hear too about like, it was all over Instagram, but remember when, uh, when that reporter said, like, during the Ukraine invasion, he was like, oh, well, this is, like, a civilized European country. You know, this isn't, like, like you know, Iraq or this country. Yeah. I think it's because a lot of people over here, they, they, they get their information from the media yeah, rather biased. than getting their information from asking a Muslim themselves, right? Yeah, not, yeah. um, and and for us, since we've yourself. experienced that... If we heard something about a different religion on the news, we would never even take it to, you know, with the take it seriously. seriously at all. Yeah, we would ask the person who is that religion whether or not it's true, right? Somebody who's educated in that religion. Yeah, I mean, no Muslim likes being told about their religion. They like being asked but not told, you know? Yeah. Like, in order for, say, an Islamophobe to truly understand, they're going to have to actually pick up the Quran and read it, you know what I mean? Instead of, and uh, that's why if, if you have doubts, Muslim or non-Muslim, open the Quran, read it. There's English translations of it. Read it because even even the Quran encourages Muslims to to ponder upon the Quran, read the Quran. It doesn't actually encourage it. It doesn't actually encourage it. It requires it. You know, we are required to read the Quran uh, quite often. So, but even for somebody that's not required to do that, or you can always look back at the original scriptures of that religion because. Because we have an unchanged scripture, right? Yes. So for our religion specifically, if you go back, you're not going to get hit with like, oh, you got to get look at this version to get the correct context behind this verse. No, it's one version, one contact, uh, one context. I'm sorry, and one verse, right? Yeah. So I was going to ask you guys a question. How do you think Ramadan plays in help combating Islamophobia? Ramadan. In high school, man, or my bad, but like in high school when I used to do Ramadan, I always thought of it as like a good opportunity 
to like show people about Islam and like even like help even combat Islamophobia because they t- people used to think like man if this guy's like restricting himself from food for his God you know what I mean these are people that are like upon principles you know what I mean that can trust them this you know thing, maybe the yeah. media isn't all that true because that's the thing because it shows discipline it shows unity because and then you're gonna see uh, see there's multiple Muslims around in one school right very small population they're all fasting they're gonna tell their teacher hey I can't eat I can't drink I'm fasting you know that's it's going to create admiration and courage and it's going to create more like it's going to the opposite party. They're going to be like, wait, why do you do this? You know what I mean? What's the purpose behind this holy month of Ramadan? You know what I mean? Yeah. So and then we, we give, oh, I was just saying we, we all, I think we've all gotten asked about Ramadan, right? By somebody, <laughs> why are you fasting? Why do you do this? Can you drink water? Not yeah. Water? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, that's why you need to educate yourself about that. But then, uh, once you tell that person the the correct reason why you fast, yeah, they, uh, most more often than not, people find beauty in it, and they're like, "Oh man, I, I wish I had some some sort of self discipline like that." Right, yeah, a month man. a month of uh, of yeah. uh, purity and just focusing yeah. on yes. prayer, focusing on salah, and focusing what we were on what we were created to do. Like here, you're gonna have people try to tell you how you were meant to function, right? As in, mm-hmm. the, in the human, um, in this uh, realm of context, that oh, you're supposed to work, you're supposed to go out, eat. You know, these are all things you're supposed to do. But then the thing is, the problem here's where the problem comes is when they try to tell you how you're supposed to function over, and they say that they're correct over the one who created us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I love in the uh, in the Quran it, sh- it tells us what we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I all, I think it's super sad though how like someone knows more about like ter- like Islamic terrorists on the news than Ramadan, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Ramadan is literally one of the five pl- prayers or five pillars, pillars of Islam. And it's just always yeah. like, like it always boggles my mind. Like this guy knows so much about like the terrorist on the news, but he doesn't even know like the five essential things of being a Muslim, right? So it goes to show like what's actually being promoted and what's not, you know? Yeah, man. People who are like really big Islamophobes, man, really need to be like, like, like from an intellectual manner like they really need to be like pegged down like you know like if you let them keep going then it's only gonna lead to more islamophobia that's why you know that debate that muhammad hijab had with david wood a lot of people would say like the way muhammad hijab approached it it was like he was arrogant he was rude Mm -hmm. this and that but like the reason why i kind of liked it it was because like he finally like made him like realize like the muslims aren't just like victims you're not just gonna like we're not gonna just keep letting you bully us you know if you keep yeah, this yeah, up exactly. then you're gonna get like the same treatment you know and he, he even said it too in like this like the debate he said like you know if it was anyone else i wouldn't have like acted in this manner but the reason why is because because of this guy's videos and his comments and all that it's led to like muslim women being t- like bullied in the streets people's hijabs getting pulled down people getting made fun of misinformation I think it has a lot to do with how how you see people because for us, we're not taught to hate people. We're taught to hate the evil within people, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. that really changes your mindset. So instead of uh, hating others, we should hate the evil that comes to them and we should pray for guidance mm-hmm. uh, for the sinning people. Yeah, we want right? good for them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we want no, good for everybody because if we if we were to treat people the same way that we get treated as muslims the world would go nowhere right because um we're we're oppressed we're in a very oppressed people and we know what it's like uh for somebody to to come at us with a different context and and just a bunch of 
um, things that they hear from the media. So for us, we should we should educate them. But then we should never hate on somebody, even if they hate on us. We should pray for their goodness. Um, Do you know how much funding actually goes into uh, uh, putting down Islam? Like so like there's full on countries that fund like anti-Islamic sites and stuff like that. Too. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. If Islam wasn't the truth, man, it would have fallen like a long time ago, man. I like mean, mm-hmm. that's the one other thing too is uh you look you look at different movies and stuff too. Like um, they portray you know the big uh big Uncle Sam American soldier going into these yeah American wars. sniper bro America yeah that's what I'm saying they in these uh war torn war torn uh Muslim countries who. They portray as oh these people are really are oppressed. That's why we got to get rid of their leaders. But it's just like you you know you guys don't show the side of us of yeah. you guys invading our country. And they only show I mean? the like the like the poor regions of the Muslim lands. Even like for example, like there's the Muslim lands are some of the richest areas in the world. And mm-hmm. yes, there are like poor areas as well. But I hate that I always have to like like if I go to like outside on like a Walmart or something, nine out of 10 people are going to know, are going to think like, oh, the Muslims are just poor people like in like deserts and caves and like there's just warfare. When, mm-hmm. No, there's really rich areas in like Muslim lands. Like for example, we were talking about Kuwait, Dubai, mm-hmm. uh, Dubai, uh, Saudi it's Arabia, taller, like right? yeah, mm-hmm. all these other areas. But, and there's like, yeah, there's like developed areas, but it's, because mm-hmm. of Islamophobia, they just think we're backwards and yeah. Well, I mean, well, in what context of Islamophobia are you talking about? Like, are you talking about in terms of architecture? Because obviously, you got plenty of people that are going to these Middle Eastern countries and being yeah. Like, but if oh, you yeah. was to go outside of school, how many people would know about that? Do you think? Uh, very few, I'll say that yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the Islamophobia context we are talking about is more so like um, them not knowing about the religion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's more about. The ignorant aspect, but there's a lot of aspects of Islamophobia. Well, yeah. I mean, don't you think there's like them, a degree definitely. of arrogance too? Like for like, like the Western, like like for example, I was talking about earlier, like that reporter, right? Mm-hmm. He said, "Oh, this is a civilized, you know." Oh well, yeah, yeah. You know no, what I mean? Definitely. So only you guys can be civilized. Only you guys have developed areas. Us Muslims, we don't have developed areas. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, yeah, but you know what? What all of these aspects of Islamophobia have in common, bro? It's ignorance, right? Even the same yeah. thing with that reporter. It's ignorance. So it's it's about dealing, uh, with dealing ignorance. with ignorance and dealing with that injustice. What what would be like the biggest solution people can do? I mean, besides educating yourself and you know dealing and you making can, dua. I think like, I what, think what one, can you really? Do? Well, Allah says in the Quran too that like mm-hmm. in Surah, I believe Surah Tawbah, where like Allah says like the disbelievers they try to extinguish the light of Allah with their mouths. But Allah will perfect, their, uh, perfect his light. So no matter mm-hmm. what any how bad Islamophobia will be, Islam is always going to eventually like triumph over it. So we. I think I think the biggest message here too is don't ever be afraid. Yeah. Right. So Islam will win over Islamophobia, right? It's just a it's question of will you participate in that victory or not? You know what I mean? Will you participate? Because they'll win yeah. with or without you. You know what I mean? But will, will you, you help out or not? Participating in you know, educating stand these up? people. Yeah. Exactly. Or are you gonna fall below and then be like these people instead, and then fall? Let let your religion, um, yeah, let, let your you religion know, down. Let you let, know. let your religion down, and uh, pretty much let your religion die out in front of you. And you can you can also make friends with a lot of. Uh, it doesn't just have to be Muslims. You can make friends with people of other religions, oh, people yeah, of other of groups, course. organizations, cultures. Uh, you. Put yourself out there as a Muslim. And there's a lot of diversity here in America, so we really need to be involved mm-hmm. in a lot of different communities. Because if you're a Muslim and you're involved in just one community, how are you going to be able to put yourself Branch out there with yeah. those people that are not involved within our community? Yeah, we're, That's you know. Yeah, I mean, we're lucky in a way. 
in a way, we're lucky in one sense that we're in a non-Muslim country because, like, you know, you can't necessarily you can't give the same type of dawah here mm-hmm. that you could for necessarily that you could do in like you know in like a Muslim country in like Pakistan or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that is true. You know, like keep put yourself yep. out there, make yourself known. We you can know. take advantage of all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's good to learn that. No, if you show them too, like, you know, pray, like if you, for example, you don't necessarily need to be super knowledgeable and a super debater, you know, to like fight Islamophobia, practice your religion. You know, if you pray five times a day, you're someone that fast, you know, you're someone that speaks the truth. They're going to obviously then think, well, if this guy's super religious and like he's like a part of Islam, how does it make sense then that these terrorists on the news are, you know, they're yeah. going to think something's up. Yeah, yeah. Wear your religious clothing on campus. Pray on campus, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, Even yeah. if you're outside somewhere, pray. People will walk by and see you praying. It's not, and it's not necessarily about people seeing you praying. That's not why we pray. Yeah. But it's good to have other people uh, see you pray yeah. uh, because it, it, it kind of portrays us as Muslims better. Um, because you're walking right past the Muslim, you know, praying right there. They didn't bother you. They didn't say anything to you. Even in the Sunnah too, you know, if we as Muslims actually have a concept of good PR, you know, even the Prophet thought Muslim. about this too, about having good PR, you know, about Muslims having a good reputation so that the, so that the message could spread further. There's a hadith that speaks about like a man, right? He, I don't know like the full details of it, but it says he did something terrible, right? And so one of the companions offered, should I execute this man? He did something terrible. Should I execute him? The Prophet said, no, we shouldn't execute him because I don't want the people to think that Muhammad kills his friends, he kills his people. So even in Islam, there's a concept of like good PR, you know, of mm-hmm. like, so if we have, we need to like think about these things, you know? I think um, one other thing too is like, you know, you're mentioning about um, like being able to wearing your, reli- you know, your uh, traditional clothing wear, like religious clothing being able to go outside in public, you know, praying outside in public. Uh, the, the truth is, you know, um, yes, you're going to have some some of those people that are going to look at you funny and different. But the thing is, when they see that, they're going to, you know, think to themselves, too. It's like, whoa, these people are really serious and firm on what they are. You know what I mean? And the thing is, you, I think what it really comes down to is fear, fear of other people's opinions, you know? Yeah, let's let's put it this way. Actually, that's a very good point, because if you have fear of uh, what other people have to say and you stay quiet, what is that going to create? It's going to create Islamophobia, right? Mm-hmm. So Amen. it's either it's a it's kind of the battle of of which person is fighting their fear are we fighting our fear and and telling people about the true islam and what we really believe in or are the are the oppressors and the islam uh, are the oppressors and the islamophobes going to develop that fear against muslims for us not speaking up for ourselves and listening to what the media says that's true ironically you're right yeah. us not speaking creates more uh, islamophobia right mm-hmm. i mean like i said i want to create an environment right or like our parents or someone could just walk out and like walk in like in the middle of the streets without any worry and, and you know yep. so don't be the cause of yeah, so don't be cause of your like family members and your brothers Cause, and cause sisters because there's a lot of us too here who, who like, plan on staying here and living here for the rest of our life and yeah, raising yeah. our kids here why not start um why not start being a part of that movement that movement right now so that when your child is born, you know, you don't regret yeah, not man. sticking up for yourself, right? You don't regret battling that fear of people who try to oppress us. And Well, yeah, exactly, because mm-hmm. it creates a safer environment for your own children. So it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, well, if you don't do it, don't do it for other people, but do it for your children at least mm-hmm. so they'll be able to ma- maneuver through this country much easier mm-hmm. than you were able to. Because if, if your kids see you being uh, raised scared to defend your religion, 
do you think they're gonna fight for their own religion no, no, no they're gonna not. yeah they're gonna see whatever they're gonna do whatever they see their parents do so if you're if you as a parent are a good role model and you fight for fight for your religion um your kid is gonna fight for his religion or her religion as well and that's gonna allow our foundation to be very firm here you know, in the u.s it all goes back to either you stand for something or you fall for everything mm-hmm. you know I think yeah i think one other thing too is you want to take a deeper dive into like why do they what, what's what's causing their fear what's causing this uh their irrational fear of islam yeah. ask them like okay what 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 makes you afraid of me as a muslim you know look at them eye to eye and try to not even in a bad way dissect like their brain pretty much like yeah. try to hear them out and then from there on you go you know what I mean? Yeah, and you can look up a lot of like of these like Islamophobia conversations of like where like Muslim experts like you know actual dais talking about Islamophobia. You know, what I mean, just like follow their example, learn from them. You know, see how they handle it. You know, what facts do they bring? Look into what they say, mm-hmm. and that's that's enough, man. You know, yeah. When it comes and, to the and whether you like it or not you are going to face Islamophobia and, and even 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years down the line, we're going to, our kids, our grandchildren, we're all going to face Islamophobia. Mm-hmm. So we need to battle it now before yeah. it gets bigger. Yeah, I think that pretty much, you know, summarizes everything that we were trying to uh, say. I mean, do you guys have anything, have anything else to add to this topic or no? Yeah, I'm going to break it down. Educate yourself and don't be afraid of you showing that you're Muslim mm-hmm. either. And no more important, more importantly, educate yourself so that you can educate other people. Because mm-hmm. that's the reason, um, that's part of the reason why we want to educate ourselves. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Be a part of those groups, those organizations. The MSAs, uh, the yeah. Muslim organization. Yeah. Or There's so like many that. organizations Find out it. there in the United States that fight for the Muslim cause. So many of them, uh, I think it's on CARE's website, but it's easy to, to, to fight for injustice nowadays because everything's online. Yeah, man, we went, we went through it. Our grandchildren are, are going to go through it. Our kids are going to mm-hmm. go through it. It's just a matter of how do you fight it and how do you continue fighting it until you die? Because um, like our prophet, peace be upon him, so, said, so, Islam so. started as something strange and it's going to end as something strange, right? Yeah. So it's always going to be, there's always going to be that that strangeness against us, but we mm-hmm. have to learn how to fight it and, and just how to cope with it. At least at the very least, we have to learn how to cope with it because if we do not cope with it, it's not only going to affect us, but it's going to affect future generations and get worse. Hey, that was very good advice. Yep. You got anything else to add to that, Ozer? Or? No, not really. I think you guys said everything that needs, needed to be said. All right. Well, that was, a, that was a very good episode. I think we wrapped up everything that we needed to know and what we needed to say, especially on this topic. All right. Well, inshallah, we will see you guys next, next week. week. Inshallah. Um, we could be, stay tuned. Um, we're going to have more episodes coming out, especially during the month of Ramadan. So stay tuned yeah, for that. Yeah, we're going to try. And uh, as usual, appreciate you guys, you know, tuning in with us, listening to our thoughts and our feelings on the various different subjects and you know anytime uh, there's a particular topic you would like for us to speak about you know leave that suggestion we're more than open uh we're more than open to talk mm-hmm. about it yeah. but it's been that, it's been about a month too since we had the podcast and yes. alhamdulillah we've we've gotten a lot of support from a lot of people yeah, yeah. and it feels good to know that people are are listening to, us, listening and, to and, us it means a lot more than yeah. you think you know just that one listen that one car ride mm-hmm. you take even if it's like a couple of minutes of you to of listening to the podcast it means a lot you know and it doesn't go unnoticed either so yeah it does not you know, so appreciate you for that so alhamdulillah alhamdulillah so inshallah we will see you guys next week assalamu alaikum
السلام عليكم 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 السلام علي